Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. After a night of scheming, Val waited for Teddy to show up for their first session not knowing he was in hiding. Evangeline learned from Marjorie Pritchard that Horatio Sundrop hadn't recognized the shop owner since the town hall massacre, and Everett set Good Boy on a mugger to save a grateful citizen. Doris wants to create her weapon to draw Lucius out, but before the coterie can reach a consensus, they have a ribbon-cutting ceremony to attend. Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. And you all leave the sheriff's station at the front door and see a low-rise apartment building across the street from your parking lot. It's three stories. It has had hasty shutters added over the windows. And there's a large sign out front that says the Val Miller Family Protection Building. It has the sheriff's logo of the department alongside it. And on the other side, it has a photo of Val Miller with arms crossed across her chest in a sheriff's uniform, staring down the barrel of whoever took this picture. You believe it could be from any media source because it is Val in sunglasses, livid about what is going on. As you approach the building. She's making the exact same (laughs) (laughs) As you approach the building, you see there is a ribbon cutting. You see two of the sergeants of the day squad are there to attend the ribbon cutting as well as a collection of wives, husbands, and children of a ribbon that has been hung across the front of the building. And there are concrete block dividers blocking the entrance to the building so no one could drive into it. And there is clearly bulletproof doors and a a tower, tower like bulletproof glass tower up top, metal at the bottom where you can see someone would be checking IDs to allow people mm. in and out. Val, can you roll me a wits and awareness? Sure. Uh, two successes two successes you can see by the way the wall is built around it that this thing can rotate and odds are there's a big fucking gun that could come out of the front door of the building to handle whoever may be coming after the families of this this is clearly a building in the beginnings of stages of fortification to protect people inside it should a major move be made against them And Barty welcomes you all over to the ribbon and takes out a large pair of gold scissors and says, the daytime squad are all really appreciative of you guys setting up this building to make sure their families are safe from Red Cell, from any other vampires or anyone who'd have a problem with this department. And it means the most of them on top of the fortification and everything else to know that Val Miller has an apartment in this building and that's where she sleeps. And that... The sheriff has a coffin in the basement of this building, and that's where he sleeps. So they can close the shutters, and if somebody comes in through the day coming after them, they know they've got vampires able to watch their back and protect their families. 
All you have to do is cut this and the whole day squad. And he points to all of the like the spouses and children and everything behind him. And the two sergeants will know that this was absolutely a move that you made on their behalf. And then he just like fucking looks at you like, please do not make a thing. Uh, Evangeline, just like seeing what's happening and not wanting this moment to be ruined, just goes over, claps Val on the shoulder and then like steps back and starts applauding her. Doris will join in. Bella's is having a whole face story because it's like <laughs> her, like she hates the the this picture thing and her name on it, but she's also is sort of impressed by this like fortified building, which she is like, I do, I I stand by this part of this, you know, so it's just a deep sigh and she walks up next to Barty and she takes the scissors. These, these are intended for two. You got to hold one side, Sheriff. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll come up, grab the other scissors because I'm beside Val holding scissors together. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? Just trust Barty. All right. And then the cut scissors. <laughs> and there's applause and everyone's really happy. And one of the sergeants swings a bottle of champagne against the armored container <laughs> beside the front doors. And it goes off. And they're like, yay. And everyone's really pleased. And Barty says, this is going to make a big difference with the day shift. Also, I set up a, an apartment for you and Will once he stopped being fucking vampire crazy. And you guys can live here, too. This way, everybody knows you're looking after their family. So you did like a good job. You know? Yeah. I... I fucking hate the sign, but I like the idea. Good job, Barty. Thank you. The uh, the security set up in here, and she'll just talk to him because her <laughs> old apartment w- had a extra fortified security that would alert if anyone tried to get in or out of it. So t- probably talk to him about setting that up for this building. Now. Oh, yeah, they'll so. do it for every apartment. Right. Yeah. So there's a centralized alarm, but if anybody's individually goes off, like your apartment will get alerted, the security box will get alerted. So it's Perfect. just a place where they can hide out where, you know, red cell can't just kick in the door. Yep. Mm-hmm. Somebody's coming for the department, they come for the whole department. Yeah. Does anybody else have any reactions to this crowd of children running around playing games? I was just confused. He's just watching <laughs> confused. Uh, but... He asked Val discreetly what's going on. She says, just trust Barty. So he's just, he's just there. Just uh, people are reaching out to shake his hand. He's like, "Uh, yeah, all right. And shaking hands or whatever. (laughs) But yeah, he is baffled. Great. That's the experience. And you guys can extricate yourself pretty painlessly after the the building set up. People are moving their shit in now. Right. And and as they're walking back, seeing the confused look on Everett's face, Val will walk up to him and just... (sighs) I knew that part of this whole thing was getting the day shift back on our team and feeling like liking us. Oh. And I fucking asked Barty what we could do and th- he fucking did this. So I'm, I'm not mad about it. Oh, I'm, I'm not either. If, if, if it does the job as well, I mean, I don't care where I'm unconscious during the day. I don't, who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is a real tidy solution. Great job to you and, and, you know, Barty did a great job as always. Go fucking tell him that. What? <laughs> that sounded aggressive. I mean, he should hear it from you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like in the road. Like, we across, I turn around like, uh, uh, Bart. Barty is following. He's at the tail end of the group. Oh, okay, he didn't hear this okay. conversation, but he's going back to work. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, hey, uh, Bart, good job. Oh, thank you. Wow. 
You must be really impressed, I guess. Wow, I didn't know this was going to... Wow, thank you. No, you just did a good job like you always do. Oh, my God. <laughs> what is going on tonight? <laughs> you're, you're normally not so effusive with your compliments, sir. Well, you're just as effective as you always are. I figured this is just how you operate it all the time. Yeah, see, normally when people say that you're as effective as you always are, there's kind of a negative connotation to it for me. Why? Have you met the clan leaders in this town? I've met you. I, I, I don't know how you do half the shit you do. Again, really depending on inflection, that can be a real insult. I know you're not saying it that way right now, but these are the things I hear. I gotta carry around like a tape recorder or something, because I don't hear it when I say it. You're doing, you're doing fine. You're doing a great job. Oh, thank you, sir. You always have been. Oh. <laughs> oh. When have you fucked up? I can't even remember when you fucked up as badly as anyone else on this. Yeah, department. but you're vampires. You don't have to follow the same rules. I have to be perfect. You are. What? <laughs> what? I. You're the only, I've told you before, like, you're one of the only people I can depend on consistently. I talked about how it would be too much of a loss to lose you as punishment from Tostarosa. Yeah, but I just thought that'd be because you'd be annoyed having to find somebody else to step in. You could, no, know, do you shit. are this sheriff's department. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Was none of this clear to you? No. I mean, people don't like me. I'm a gross weirdo. I can't keep track of anything. I'm not good at jobs. I flunked out of every fucking cop job ever. Oh, well, you're nailing this one. Well, apparently all you need is to constantly be afraid of dying and be pumped full of ghoul blood. I guess so. That does make the iced tea go down easier. Uh, okay. <laughs> fucking, I'm competent. This is a good department. Yeah! <laughs> Oh just all right I... strides into his office killing it everett still baffled just does not, <laughs> like what is going on tonight i'm gonna say that to pump myself up for every audition <laughs> i'm confident <laughs> you are left with your team yeah. across the street from the val miller family protection <laughs> building all right can we get back to the uh, extremely clandestine meeting we were having <laughs> Yes, yes, good. Yeah, yeah. fine. All right, yes. good. Back in uh, back in the office. <sighs> so the question is, what are you going to do tonight? You have scoped out multiple things. You know the stake is on the horizon. The stake is going to be a night's work made at some point, but you don't want to make it before you have the ability for the kidnapping to go down because you don't know the exact turnaround time on that. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Venture News may already be attacking the pyramid on an ongoing basis. Right. You're not sure. Again, none of you read the paper. Uh, you haven't listened to the podcast, so you don't know what's going on with Louis Walker. But you do have both of the clan leaders from the Bruja and the Gangrel on board, or at least the fixer of the Gangrel. And the day shifts seem to be in a pretty good place. So that's pretty much taken care of. Which means you are now at the point of, Having to do some kidnappings. Yeah. You've yep. been told Viron Farron can be delivered and you receive a text from Madre saying, we got a dumb Tremere basement. I don't fuck it. Candles and robes achieved is the fucking text you get. Hell yeah. I, uh, Everett would send Doris, I think, to give like a final pass and thumbs up on like, this is, will pass for a Tremere uh, uh, interior. Madre just sends pictures. Great. Even better, he shows them. Well, uh, mm. uh, hopefully she doesn't hiss at the camera screen or whatever. <laughs> she but does. <laughs> she, says, 
still say they need a giant goblet that they drink the blood out of. Text back, Jan Goblet needs to be a ceremonial. And you just get a K and then a thumbs up and then the vampire with the cape emoji. Everett will send a thumbs up. (laughs) (laughs) Then you get a, a, a text of the goblet from... The Last Crusade, the Indiana yep. Jones oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it just says this question mark. Show it to Doris. Does Wait, it, which one? Probably the fancy one. The fancy yeah, the one. Fancy the one that's that's, that's yeah. the wrong goblet, the wrong goblet. so to speak. Um, but it's the fanciest looking what one. What would pop yeah. up when you search yeah, it. Yeah. So yeah. that's what she gets. <laughs> show that to Doris. It's been 400 years, but it looks good enough, I think. Good enough. Like, well, we'll they convince don't... these two people. That they're being dosed with Tremere vampire blood. This is crucial. We're not parting around here. I don't have another goblet, sir. So I think it's it it, it looks shiny. This is a picture from a film, Dora. So it's a reference. (laughs) So they're gonna make something that looks like this, meaning you can give notes if it doesn't look exactly right. And he wonders why people think he doesn't think they do a good job. Yeah. Oh, I love these two conversations in a row. Don't change a thing. Just have yeah. the comment. <laughs> oh, I thought they... <sighs> they don't have this yet. I thought they did. I thought I thought that was. No, um... you just requested this. So they send a picture being like something that looks like this. I see. Yeah. It's 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 rightly shiny, sir. It just needs to be a bit bigger. This something, fancy, a two-handed thing. This fancy but bigger needs to be held with two hands. Yes. I text that and send it. And they send you back the Stanley Cup, but gold. <laughs> Question mark? Okay. With a picture of the Stanley Cup. And, and a player her. hoisting it aloft. Yeah. And I show her the picture. <laughs> and I'm like, this isn't happening in real time. <laughs> this is another reference. God damn it. You know me too well. <laughs> Do I remember at all what the gullet was you, like? You, you, it, it, Tell them if they averaged out the two, <laughs> yeah, it would okay. seem about right. Um, somewhere in the middle, sir. Something between those two. Send. Thumbs up. Vampire emoji. Blood drop. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. <laughs> uh, Isn't this cute? <laughs> it's just a photo of little Stinkum sitting in the teacup. <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> in a teacup. Yeah. Two thumbs up. Madre sends you an anarchy symbol and you're done. Yeah. I love love the Bruja so much. Howdy. I'm Everett Fry. I'm taking a little break from solving vampire crimes to talk to y'all about the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, you can support these fine folks that bring you this show and other shows at a number of different levels. Well, hell, for just $1 a month, you get access to the patron-only Discord. Now, I don't know what a Discord is, but it's my understanding that it's a place where a bunch of the fans gather and hang out, and it's quite active. Hell, even some of the cast members show up on there, and they're quite active too. So if that uh, tickles your fancy into something you'd be interested in checking out, we'll just head on over to patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. What the hell's a Patreon?
Right. We were uh, we're back in the office. You're in yeah. the office. Okay. This is the start of the night still. You've yeah. locked down now that functionally your Tremere quote unquote setup to put the clan leaders in is designed. It's right. put together. It's there. So the only thing that you haven't done is talk to William Walker or confirmed with Vinland Von Kidred what's going on in terms of the media. Mm-hmm. If you think that's something you need to do. Otherwise, you could move on the clan leaders. You know, Viron Faron is basically a message away from being delivered That's by the, easy the one. gang. Yeah. 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 That's been promised. The thing you know nothing about is how to pick up Horatio. Yeah. And Evangeline, you also haven't had a chance to share what you discovered about yes. Horatio. This might be the time to do that before Horatio plans start yeah. surfacing. Absolutely. Um, and I don't know if you have a bone to pick with Everett in general as well um, to start or to cap things off. Um, I don't have the bone to pick with you, sir. No, it's business first. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't worry, that's coming. Oh, I can't wait. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Evangeline would uh, relay that uh, she talked to Marjorie Pritchard. Um, did you want me to do role play? I mean, Doris likes Marjorie, so okay. I would say Doris. Marjorie's also a touchstone for Doris, so it's yeah. worth probably okay. having a quick relay. What did you character. buy? Um, so, oh, I I I bought a toque. A hat. I was going to make you a hat. I I like having more than one hat to choose from. <laughs> I Marjorie was Marjorie was really sad that. Look, Marjorie was really sad that like people from the pyramid had come in and tried to get her to join and didn't buy didn't buy a hat. Um so I I bought a hat to try to lift her spirits. No, I understand. Um it wasn't anything <laughs> Doris, I'm looking forward to the hat you're making. I mean, there's say ha- no more. There's hats for all seasons, all all occasions, right? Um, okay. Um, if we did comedy titles, this episode would be called "Hats for All Seasons." I just I have to acknowledge that right now. Yeah, it's not easy being sensitive to everyone, is it? And this is why, just to t- make a note, storytellers everywhere, make them explain shit in character. <laughs> weird gifts. Um, um, yeah, uh, Marjorie was saying that, so the pyramid has, I mean, at least one mortal working for them trying to get people to join the pyramid. This mortal, this Paul Wilson guy came around, a sales rep for the pyramid, a mortal, trying to get her to join, which I thought was kind of strange. I didn't know that they had mortals who weren't going to become vampires or becoming vampires working for them. And arrested. Yeah. And Paul would have to have already been a New Haven citizen. You know, they're not, we're not, they're not allowed to bring new people in, is my understanding. Have we tracked every single person they brought in? Do we know every single person that lives in their headquarters? You are in the office. You could check records on a computer if you wanted to see. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I'd want to look up Paul and see if he's right. an established so citizen. So can I get and intelligence and technology from anybody who's going to a computer to look this up. I'm so, great with computers. So <laughs> Everett's got it. Val, Evangeline, would you also check or do you care? I'm, Val is not good with computers, but I don't know if there's other records to look I, at. I've got one in stuff. technology. Uh, physical records. You wouldn't have like a list of citizens outside of the computers in the I'm office. Not helpful here. Yeah, that could be found at the hospital. The most right. detailed records are at the hospital, That's but right. you've got a digital database that lets you track the mortals with great detail and the vampires with some. 
four successes. Nice. <gasps> oh, I can roll two. Yes. Three successes. Yeah, you look it up. Uh, you both find Paul Wilson. Paul is a relatively new member being added to New Haven, was mm. really only cleared to move into town two weeks ago. Mm. The patronage was given under the Pyramid 2.0, but Paul was approved as a citizen by Lord Tostarosa. Mm. So has been fully briefed and is fully under the laws of is he city, a, blood? a full citizen. <laughs> uh, yep, he's he's he had to do that upon registration. They've got his test at the hospital because they have to clear anyone who's joining to make sure their blood is clean. Their blood yep. is approved. They don't carry any diseases that could affect vampires, etc. Okay. He seems fine and upstanding when you look at his personal history because you've got three and four successes yep. on this check. No history of crime, nothing like that. He's literally been a sales guy. He's been bouncing around doing door-to-door -door and over-the-phone sales his whole career. He seems to bounce from item to item, from business to business. He hasn't stayed anywhere long, and he hasn't really found a hit yet in terms of his sales. Based on his job history, seems like he's probably not a great sales guy, but he will never stop. So you can understand why somewhere like the Pyramid, where they're doing pretty active and good sales, they're like, we don't need this guy to sell the product. We need this guy to get hit them to go to a gala. Mm. And he will cold call for eternity. We can send right. him around to knock on 14,000 doors, and he'll do that once a week for the rest of his life. Okay. Cool. Uh, so the other thing, I mean, Marjorie said that she's been selling Horatio sundrop and bergamo um little adornments for for bergamo and for a while but after the town hall massacre it's like he didn't even recognize her huh well that tracks with us talking to him about protecting uh malkavians who were not fit for new haven mm -hmm. and then the funding just stopping for that initiative yep. around the same time. So something's mm -hmm. happened to him. When I talked to him about that, the best read I could get was that he had no idea what I was talking about. He yeah, got I'm real there. upset. Can you roll me a wits and awareness? Or yeah. no, sorry, it would be hmm, wits, wits and investig uh, investigation. Yes, yep. that's a thing, right? Yeah, roll me those two because this is your ability to track a clue that had been dropped. Just remember something from a conversation. Mm. Oh, no. Oh, Triple no. ones. Uh, so two successes and then a pair of ones brings that down to nothing. And then one more one. I don't know if that adds to it or not. Or that doesn't no, make okay. anything worse. Uh, so you, wash. You cannot remember a goddamn thing about specifically what was said. You weren't aware that this was an angle that was going to be happening. So is was, was this while I was there? Could I possibly remember something? Talking Horatio walk? as you walk between? Yeah. Yes, then you could also roll for this. I think for, for Everett, you were too caught up in the pyramid and you realize you forgot to take notes afterwards. You're usually pretty good mm. if you're talking to a mm -hmm. suspect. Not that we do it on air, but he's a he's a cop. So he would like write mm -hmm. brief notes on that. There's too much shit going on. You don't even have notes about your conversations. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the role? This would be uh, wits. And for you, I would accept investigation or streetwise because streetwise feels like it may be your bounty hunter version yeah, of Everett's Yeah, I'll take streetwise and I could I take the kindred one since yep. it's about ratio? Right. Yeah, because you, studying kindred behavior, remembering things about kindred, you mm -hmm. would be, little little things would stick for you, I think, more. Two successes for that. Two successes. The idea of his background being off or his behavior being off compared to earlier if you remember correctly and it's kind of a little bit hazy but mm -hmm. that feels like that was the moment where he was like fuck you guys you're dog shit and kind of ended the conversation like that was also clearly a trigger for him right the fact that he didn't remember 
the fact, the fact that, I, that it, his behavior was inconsistent, they were bringing up things he didn't right. know. They started to question his memory. And that was when he started right. lashing out right. and being like, the pyramid's right. right. You guys are terrible. Like right. that was clearly a conversational yeah. right. trigger for him. Yeah. 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 Sure. If it seemed like the moment you brought up things from the past or the other Malkavians was the minute that he told us to go fuck ourselves and doubled down on, you know, the pyramid is right, etc. Yeah, he got kind of mad, right? Yeah, and then he, you know, all of his other Malkavians came out to sort of threaten us. It seemed it really turned the conversation versus how he was talking to you before. So no. either he knows and is playing like he doesn't and, you know, got agitated when we got close to something or he's been conditioned to respond aggressively when questioned about certain parts of the past because he's under Tremere control. Does that sound right? I mean, maybe Tremere, all of those people in the pyramid building, could they have, you know, deleted his memories? Yes, or? that's what I was trying to say. Because if he's the same person, right. but there he can't are, remember. Well, I don't know if he is the same person because, I mean, Marjorie said that his lackeys didn't forget her. Like, they seemed to still know who she was. But it's like the Malkavian quarter is getting kind of run down. Like, he's not... He's not organizing his own clan to keep the place running well. Like, it's literally getting dirty. We could spy on him at home. I mean, his home is the Malkavian compound. I walked him home. It's a three-minute walk from the pyramid to his headquarters. Do we know any Malkavians? Is anyone we can ask about his behavior? Or I mean, we should just interview members of the Malkavian quarter. If they... See anything uh, unusual about his behavior in the past month or so that's different. It's all going to get rolled oh. into the investigation of figuring out how we can grab this guy. That is a definitive option. You can always go around and talk to citizens and vampires. You need more information. <laughs> Absolutely. On this guy. The other thing I will flag, not for Everett, but for the rest of you who've been in town for a long time, uh, if the memory started going at the massacre, the pyramid wasn't here yeah. yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So some... there's the possibility they sent somebody in advance. You don't know where that was, but you hadn't met <sighs> Dylan yet. Right. Do we remember what happened to him at the massacre? Like, like I know some people were killed, some people, blah, 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 but like, was there anything that we can remember specifically that happened to him? Like, was he concussed? Was it like, I, I, I personally don't remember. And Doris was too locked in a mind battle to, I think, pay attention. But does anybody remember? Some people what weren't to him? there. Because they were frenzied. Was he one of was them? Was he oh. not there? He was present as someone who, if I am recollecting, this was like 80 episodes ago, but I'm pretty sure this mm -hmm. is true. He was frenzied and then attacked. Or or like, I know Eric was forced to frenzy and attacked yeah. and attacked Kane. The, the, the weird thing about Horatio when you all look back on this is you're not sure. Mm. Yeah, it was a lot of chaos. Mm. Horatio was there. Was he frenzied? Was he attacked? How did he get to the spa? What happened in between? There was right. all so much going yes. on. And none of you really knew Horatio to begin with. As you've learned from the refugees and the other things, very capable leader appeared very harmless and like a little crazy with the puppet and leaned into that so that people didn't bother to get to know him and it let him really mm. run the clan very effectively. And he went straight from the town hall massacre to going to the spa? You don't know. With because Tosa you only Rosa. know what you guys knew. Mm -hmm. Right. So he was at the massacre, 
You guys yeah. averted the massacre. Whether he was taken as a hostage or not, you can't remember. But the next time that any of us saw him was at the, the spa. spa. When I saw him at the spa, I, w I was black bagged out of the hospital as we were recovering from yeah. the yeah, massacre. Yeah, yeah. So it was a short-ish time frame, yeah. but not necessarily directly A to B. It's a mystery. That doesn't necessarily change any of the conversation that you guys have had. I just wanted to paint that as like, there yeah. is a lot There's of a weird lot of gray area around Horatio. Yeah. He was not a friend of the department. You didn't know him well to begin with. Clearly, he had secret things going on. And then around the massacre, you don't know Sir, what was happening. What would happen if you took his puppet away? <gasps> oh, uh, do not do that. That's like an automatic frenzy. Mm. That's the whole reason those other... Malkavians were locked up out of the way because their triggers mm. were too um, broad or too easy, uh, too difficult to control. I see. Uh, they'll go absolutely apeshit, and uh, we don't need that. That's not how we want to play. No, I understand. You know. I'm just trying to see what, what his trigger points are in terms of interrogation. If we do get our hands on, well. Well, this might be something that you can learn from the, the citizens of his area. The mm -hmm. challenge is you just don't have information. In terms mm -hmm. of removing the puppet, tra you would yeah, trigger yeah. a frenzy in any Malkavian who you yeah. do that with. The other thing is, just a flag for all of you, because you are Camarilla crafty enough, and they would have written this into the laws for the town. You can't force him to frenzy and then charge him with a crime he did while frenzied. Yeah. That would just be vampire crime no matter what. You know, the Camarilla's yeah. laws are simple because they don't let people yeah. run on a technicality generally. Right. Uh, if you want to go to the, it sounds like the plan is to go to the Malkavian Quarter and interview some vampires. Yes? Sure. Yes. And keep yeah. an eye Oof. out for him. Great. If we can just nab him, great. So you will spend an evening. So th these are technically two different things. If you want to spend an evening questioning people, that's one option. If you want to surveil him, it's a different option. Because whether you're going to follow him around and keep track of him, he yeah. might travel. You don't know what's going on there. It's tough to do both at once. Which do you want to do? Start by talking to people is is Everett's Great. idea. Mm -hmm. William Walker and Vinland von Kindred, where do they live? William Walker is in the Nosferatu quarter. Okay. He is towards the edge of town and drifting a little bit towards the Malkavian side of things, mm -hmm. but kind of the southeast corner of that slice of okay. pie that is that quarter of the city. The Ventru are under the Malkavians, so they are also in the Malkavian quarter. So you could expect that Vinland would be within that range. Well, 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 come on how then. Convenient. How convenient. How convenient. <laughs> uh, Ryan, can I just make a correction to a decision yes, I made? I want to walk that back and say maybe it's a better idea to track Horatio Sundrop, see who, who he interacts with on an average night, and then get our list of top people to talk to based on those interactions. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's totally functional. Cool. So where do you want to start observing or do you want to start outside the Malkavian headquarters are you doing this in cherry are you doing this in a sheriff's vehicle are you trying to find something unmarked or unexpected what's your approach to tailing somebody as a department you know how to do it if you're walking around on the street because you and evangeline have the bonus to that having done it before yeah, yeah and i think that makes the most sense out of uniform again maybe even mm -hmm. out of cherry just because of how its signature she is yeah um yeah, yeah. uh so ever would say uh, um all right, tonight I think we start to establish behavioral patterns and things like that, how he moves throughout the night for Horatio. Make, uh, take a special note of who he interacts with, who he speaks to, 
We're going to want to follow up with them, get a sense of what they think of him, and uh, get into your civilian clothes. Doris, you were in uniform the other night. We're going to need you out of uniform and as inconspicuous as you can manage. You got to blend in tonight. I see. Right? I will do my best, sir. Uh... Well, matter of fact, uh, uh, Val will help you. Val can help you pick out clothes. Whatever Val chooses, that's that'll be what you wear. <laughs> you can see her warring <laughs> with herself because she's like, I have to say yes because he's telling me these things. Yeah. But uh, of of course, sir. And Val, no swap gear tonight. Fine, yeah. I yeah. get a hat. <clears throat> Please. That's between you two. And I go to the Jason Bourne locker. <laughs> <laughs> and you reborn yourself. Yes, good. Evangeline, you have street clothes that you've worn last time. Yep. I, would you have kept them with you or would they be back at home because you came in sheriff's gear again? Um. I. Because we're doing surveillance stuff on kind of on the regular now and things are unexpected, uh, Evangeline would have left street clothes, normal clothes. You have kind at, of a bag for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Uh, in terms of Percy, would Percy go on an undercover mission out into the wilderness or does Percy stay here? Uh, ooh. Percy's, mm, I yeah, mean, useful but distinctive. He is. He's also black, so. He can hide in shadows. And I don't want to be apart from Percy. I'm going to bring Percy in the car. Like if we have to get out of the car when we're going at walking around, I'll keep him in the car. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's night. He's not going to. Percy's going. Over Percy's <laughs> staying in a car. Val and Doris. <clears throat> You're both playing dress up upstairs because Val you don't own street clothes that aren't sheriff's uniforms in this building. <gasps> and Doris, Val is apparently dressing you. She gets to wear my clothes? She's got to no. wear something. That doesn't, I'm like, half her so okay. Oh, no. I didn't say Val was necessarily going to wear that, but I was saying she's got to look at your selection, figure out what the fuck she can do. She might have to play what's in a locker like Everett did. Yep, I think that's where Val will end up. But Val will go up with Doris to Doris's clothes, and she's like, all right, show me what you got. She's just looking for the least, the most normal of clothes that Doris might have. It's okay. So here's the question. Show yes. me what you got. It's a pretty open question. Yes. What do you show her of what you've got? I think the only thing, like, she's not stupid. She's not going to be like, here's a yellow poofy tutu. I think the only things that she has that, the only things I have that I think you wouldn't give me that mean look for, you know, the one that you give me whenever I say something you don't like, you know, that look, that you're, one, the one that you're giving me right now. You mean my yeah. face. <laughs> right. Well, um, <laughs> the only things <laughs> that I have are the things I wear to funerals. Okay. Show me a funeral outfit. Um, I still don't think you're going to like it, but, and they're like, frilly as shit. <laughs> I was going to say, it's black. It's you, black. You, you get to to step behind the curtain and do your reveal of the outfit to describe <sighs> it for us and for Val. Okay, well, 
her funeral outfit, this is like a funeral outfit that she's worn and manipulated through 400 years of funerals. I think it's like, picture like the goth anime girl. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Your you know? goth Lolita style. So it's like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. But like long skirt. She's definitely put some crinoline under it over mm-hmm. the years. Um, like long sleeves, high neck, very dramatic. That's her funeral outfit that she wears. So that's what she would wear for herself. I was going to say, you also demanded a hat. What does the hat look like oh, for this funeral outfit? veil that goes over her face. Like a black veil. That's that's great for a funeral. Thank you. If you fucking die, I'll remember to put you in it. We Pace. need something no. more subtle. I... I um... <sighs> Val, can I you have, roll? I have a blanket. <laughs> Val, can you roll me a wits and awareness as you rifle through Doris's closet trying to find a normal Something outfit? Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Two successes. Can you describe what you what you would like to find in her closet? I would like to just find like a a basic dress like you would put a little girl in like a just a like a sundress just very simple she she wears her sheriff outfit which has pants and stuff she's gonna look different in a dress it just needs to not scream i'm weird talk to me (laughs) oh i have sundresses well here's the interesting thing you have what you as claire would define sundresses but that die roll says Val doesn't find what Val's looking for. Yeah. So can you tell me the Doris mm-hmm. version of a sundress that Val finds? It meets the basic requirements, but it has to be very Doris. It's, oh God. It's bright yellow and covered with giant puffy suns. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to have to go look through the evidence locker the, who the fuck knows come on you gotta go downstairs you <laughs> so can wear that dress downstairs dragging man. her around yep. in a yellow dress covered in puffy suns Everett you just see Val drag Doris in a dress covered in puffy suns into the lo- locker as your outside dress like Jason Bourne just waiting yep you both see it. Evangeline, you're sitting there too. It's one of those things where you're sitting there just like waiting for other people to come down the stairs and it's just dragged around the corner. Val and what looks like a pinata in the back <laughs> of the nice. back locker. Nice. Val is just looking for a just big guy t-shirt because that will be a dress on Doris. Just simple. Okay. So we're going to search those lockers. But I do want to hear the thoughts from outside as you disappear into the locker room. Uh-huh. Well, that's going all right. Uh, Evangeline is just thinking of what to say to Everett about Teddy. Like she barely even clawed. Like there was movement, and yeah, Val and Doris are having some sort of disagreement, <laughs> but no one seems to be frenzying or going bestial. So, <laughs> yeah, the Percy beside you looks up and just goes, "No scare, bark." That's right. Yeah, that's right, Percy. Yeah, no scare. Yay! You're such a good boy. Yay! What did Percy say? No scare. Oh, well. All right, good sign. Which reminds me. What? You fucking scared Teddy. When? What did you say to him? I told him he was being recruited into being a therapist for 
the police department. You just said, you said, yeah, you're being recruited. Like, uh, well, yeah, I mean, everyone seems to talk about how that's how the sheriff is supposed to do things. He just tells yeah. you what to do. Well, he said you threatened him and when? were how? on the phone <laughs> and said you were really scary, but not like scary enough that he felt he had to do it. He's hiding. He's hiding because he's afraid of you. He didn't end up talking to Val. No. Oh. no, he went into hiding. <laughs> he said you were really weird about money or something. He said weird about money. I mean, yeah. we negotiated. And then I told him I could get him, you know, like a million dollars after after all the dust had, dust had settled. Or, well, maybe I said we could renegotiate, but we settled on a number, I thought, mutually. Well, look. Let me talk to him. I can't. No. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that's a good idea. No, I was just talking to Barty, and it, it, it doesn't seem like it's as I'm, bad as it probably uh, is. I, I'm oh, not, my God. I'm not going to force him. <laughs> Look, I'll, 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 uh, I'll text, I'll text Teddy and ask is like, are you willing to talk with the sheriff again? I'll put it on speakerphone. I'll be here. He doesn't know where you are. Sure. You get texted back. All right. I'm calling you. All right. I'm going to listen in on both sides of this whole thing. Uh, all right. That's, that's fine. All right. She calls and puts it on speakerphone. And we cut back into the locker. So you guys are looking at the officer lockers, which have had a bunch of evidence shoved up and blocking them shut inside the evidence locker because it was reorganized to mm -hmm. turn into a therapy room. Uh, you are looking for a big T-shirt. Uh -huh. Can you roll me a wits and mm, what feels right? What feels right? Wits and... Awareness. Okay. Yeah, we're just going to go with that. Okay. I thought it might be something spicier, but wits All and awareness. Right. All right. That is two success. <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to re-roll this. That dice. was a jack die. It, it was, was on an angle. It mm, went from okay. half two and half eight to full eight. <laughs> yeah, I put it, it's two successes still. Two successes. Uh, you flip through and don't find just a huge t-shirt that doesn't exist. There are a few undershirts that people wear under their stuff. But if you put it on Doris, it just looks like Doris is wearing someone else's t-shirt. Oh, fuck. <laughs> if we're in a crisis and she looks like she's almost got an eyebrow raised, she's <laughs> like, if we're in a crisis, I can rip the suns off and throw them at people. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to go shopping. <laughs> I think the funeral dress is very understated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, we're coming back out to where, <laughs> where these two are talking, I guess, because I'm going to ask for help not realizing they're having a conversation. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> says Teddy as you burst through the back door. Sheriff, this isn't going to fucking work. You both look the same. Yeah. Hang on, Teddy. What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, we look the same? What are There's you wearing? There's nothing here. Oh, God. All right. Uh, Doris is posing exactly. as Claire is currently. <laughs> That's, uh, 
Well, hang on. It's the Malkavian Quarter? Yeah. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Dress Sheriff. ridiculously and uh, th- th- you'll blend in, right? Right? Am I wrong? I mean, sh- people will be able to tell. You were there just the other night. I- yeah, but I mean, everyone knows who Doris is. Marjorie would love it. Everyone knows who Doris is, no matter what she wears. Am I understanding that right? Well, if you can see her face and see her, the funeral body hides like, my face. A funeral? What? 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 Wait, something that Val, hides your face? Val, could could you roll? Sorry, me? Teddy, just hang on for a sec. Val, could you roll me a wits and medicine? What? <laughs> Oh, God. One success. Oh, One success. God. You remember that in the sheriff bar, like in Sheriff Barty's office, there is a medical kit that has bandages. Fine. Oh, I'm going into Barty's office. I'm trying to contain the rage. I'm getting gauze. And I'm coming back out and I'm wrapping Doris's head in gauze. No. <laughs> You chose a this face full of bandages. Just wrapped around. No, 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 no! It doesn't go. It's dress foul. No, what do you do? And then so people can't see your face. <laughs> it's just like with your hair all sticking out of random places in like, the back of the. Does my mouth free? What's going on? Yeah, What's it's it? over your nose and above your. So you're just eyes and a mouth like now. Halloween and look mummy, mummy, style? mummy head. Yeah. Sir, sir, are you really allowing this, sir? I don't think that this is this is going to stand out more. Anybody well, got what? a better fucking plan, Doris? Why don't you take one of the flowers off and put it onto the gauze so it's like intentional? I don't know. This is not supposed to be the hard part of the night. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> okay, so is my hair up under the the gauze? Your hair is like all flat with it sticking out the bottom of the gauze. <laughs> like, so I'm like, a mummy in a sundress. <laughs> Correct. You have you have cracked the case. <laughs> oh. Here, here, here. You want a hat? I'll get you it. No, I just take my typical Stetson. It's usually on a tall, thin man. So now it's on a little girl with bandaged face and a sundress. There. Now you got a hat on. It's my hat. It's my special hat, Doris. Did I make it better or worse? I'm, I'm not hurt, sir. Perfect. <laughs> Val. Yeah. You look the same. Uh, we didn't get to me yet. I'm going to just walk back in there and look for just normal people clothes, a big coat. I don't know. Great. I got to roll again. You really yeah, do got to roll again. The same thing. You're looking for street clothes and a big coat. Yep. Let's see who leaves that at work. Why can't you all just find the perfect disguise like I did? <laughs> And Wits and awareness again. Oh, you better believe it. Who oh, doesn't leave Jesus. a change of clothes at work? <laughs> when you go to work what and change. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> I was going to say Jack Dyer. When you go now. to work and you change into your sheriff's department uniform and you're the day shift who doesn't work nights, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's not much left in the yeah. office. Four successes. Four successes. Well, fuck me. You find <laughs> the t shirt from earlier that wouldn't have not worked for Doris ends up working for you. There's a pair of jeans, and then you just find a long trench coat. And can I find just a baseball cap? I will wear a baseball cap. I'll give you a baseball cap because I like you. (laughs) Hell yeah. There we go. I come back out, ready to leave, not realizing Teddy's still on a Yeah, I was going to say, Teddy has been on hold while you're searching. The three of them are still standing in the lobby. Oh, I didn't mute it. 
That's fine. Yeah, just say he has nothing to add. Now Val has gone back in to find more yeah. clothes, and we're left with the sundress mummy, Jason Bourne, <laughs> and Evangeline. So, Sheriff, you were very threatening uh, to Teddy earlier. Yeah, let's I, talk about that. I guess, uh, Teddy, are you there still? Yeah. And ever to like look at Evangeline, and just say, uh, uh hey. But buddy, uh. <laughs> this episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan Laplante at the Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D-E-L-B-O-R-O-V-I-C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.